Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, SeltzerCast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Bazinga. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Zillennial Canon Christmas special. I'm Kira. And I'm Adam. Um, I am being held at gunpoint right now for full transparency, and uh, I am tied up. And Adam's got jokes tonight, folks. That's what I'm saying. I literally just said, let's just hit record because you won't you won't stop. Like save it for the pod, buddy. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't I couldn't stop. Uh don't want to stop. You know what I'm saying? Like just... And that's why we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> the two of us don't know how to stop. Yeah, like that's that's what I've been saying. Uh so, I don't know what you want me to tell you about this one, buddy. Um, I, I thought we were doing one movie, and then uh, less than 24 hours from recording, Kira's like, how about we do this movie, Deck the Halls? No. No, okay. no, 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 no. I've let brought, me, let me brought plead it up my case. Before. Okay. Let me plead my case. Okay, go ahead. I was not necessarily opposed to doing this movie. I was not, like, it's hard to be against something when you've never seen it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like being pegged. It's like, you don't know. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, you don't really, it could go either way, really. You don't know what you're signing up for. But you're like, okay, she's into it, so let's try it. And, you know, the other thing, I don't know about Deck the Halls. Um, not, I don't know, dude. I, I just the entire movie, I was thinking, what did I do to Kira? You know, like, what did I do to her? Like, is this like, <clears throat> I don't know. It, it felt like very nefarious on your behalf. It felt very like, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen a movie like this in quite some time where I like literally confronted God. After. <laughs> like I was having a conversation with God during this movie yeah so the movie's deck the halls (laughs) it's like extremely bad um so i've been talking about this movie for i feel like a while with adam Mm -hmm. um and i was like oh like we should do it for christmas like whatever not like necessarily this year but like just in general um and we after spider month we were just kind of like all right like time to prepare for christmas like um yeah so 
we were kind of like going back and forth and we fully intend to one day do like the live action Grinch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, like, I can't really tell like a fucked up story I have maybe until a certain court case is over. Um, but whatever. Um, and then Adam's like, okay, so we do in the Grinch. And then when I text from my Apple watch, it's very like short. So I feel like people think that I'm like mad at them or something. And Adam's like, so Grinch this week? And I was at work, and I was just like, no, deck the halls. Yeah. Um, and, and keep in mind, I have two... Uh, how do I say it? Like, the only two links to this movie that I have, um, one is Kira, who sometimes tells me about this movie. And is like, have you... S-? Like, I tell her, like, 80 times a year. Like, no, I have not seen this movie. But she's always like, have you seen that movie? It's really bad. And I'm like, no. Uh, and then, uh, and then my only other memory is the TV spots on Nickelodeon where mm-hmm. it, uh, where it's like SpongeBob, but this is square pants. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, um, and I, I remember being at the theater and was it 2006 this mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom gave me the option. She's like, you want to see deck the halls flushed away, happy feet. Santa Claus 3 and I was like wow what a choice and that's a stacked weekend I know uh, I well I think one of them was like in their third and second weekend and shit but um I don't know like I remember that was like my least option like I was like well we can eliminate that one but like what about <laughs> the other three that's a tough choice um so I just never saw it I maybe I saw bits and pieces of it on cable before because mm-hmm. there were some scenes in this movie that I was like, Oh, this looks vaguely familiar. Um, but I do not have any distinct memories of watching this entirely, even though I knew it existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, after seeing it, I'm not upset about that. Yeah. So this is a very cable movie. Um, I kind of like, amped it up for Adam to be like this is the most disgusting Christmas movie ever Mm. and when I brought that up to Sean he was like you guys should cover Christmas with the Cranks and I was like I've never seen that wait what oh yeah yeah right well I do want to say that was my pick remember I wanted to do Christmas with the Cranks and I I mean I'll save it for when we actually do it Uh, I'm curious to talk about to Sean about it because I wonder if he has like the same feelings as I do it's not a good movie no, but well, you haven't even seen. No, it. I've heard is what I'm is what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's also like it's like the epitome of ABC Family on Christmas to me, mm-hmm. where I feel comforted by it every time I put it on. Like it doesn't feel like Christmas if I don't have Christmas with the cranks on the background while I'm like having a mental breakdown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I have to like partially watch maybe two collective minutes of it on. ABC or Freeform, whatever. ABC uh, Family. ABC Family. Um, during the holidays. So, uh, but I, I would like to cover that next year. Yeah. Um, hopefully next year we'll like plan better and like a um, Spider Man movie won't be coming out. So um, we can like actually do um, a full month of actual Christmas movies. Well, I do want to say I'm not in the business of saying that Christmas with the Cranks is better than any movie really but i can with all earnesty say that it is better than death balls <laughs> yeah so 
deck the halls. The way I could sum this up is that I mean, like, okay, my memories. Very cable movie. Used to watch it like all the time for some reason. I don't know why. Like, like this is why? one of those. I don't know. This is one of those <laughs> movies where it's just like, oh, it's on. Let me watch it. That, like, I have like a weird relationship with the movie 2012 because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like they just constantly played it on like stars, and I just had stars. So I would put it on. Um, I mean, I have movies like that. I can honestly say I have no memory of this ever being on cable in my lifetime. And I do not remember ever, like, sitting down and like, watching it. If, if I ever did, I, like, left the room. Like, I never sat through it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And I got to tell you, having watched it, you may be underselling it with the it's a cable movie, which it, like it is, yes. But like, I can I just go off for a sec? Yeah, please do. This is <laughs> like I had like rage during this movie. Okay. Like I had like actual like I, I was thinking things like Matthew Broderick should be like waterboarded. Like yeah, the filmmakers, yeah, I agree. Uh, not just the character, the actor, like <laughs> the the entire cast and crew need to like answer in court for like this movie like the director he makes me rethink the death penalty uh i don't (laughs) i you can cut that one out uh but i no i'll leave it it's okay (laughs) yeah what the fuck is this guy's name like todd or something (laughs) like uh but whatever it's it's neither here nor there um i but I, i i haven't seen a Christmas movie really ever like this, or honestly, a quote unquote family comedy like this in quite some time, if ever. Mm-hmm. Where it, it's fine if your main characters are like bad people. I think there's a way to do that in a funny way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a way to do it in a way that is comedic and um, it works narratively. I think some of the joy, like some of my favorite Christmas movies are like about not the best people. Like Christification is like one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And like, you don't like half of that family, but it's good because the writing is strong and the performances are amazing and like all these different things, right? It's like a lightning in the bottle kind of movie. And this is like the polar opposite of that uh, because I have never quite seen a movie where every character like down to like a dog or a cat or like a extra in the background is so fucking unbearably annoying and (laughs) despicable. And just, I fucking hated every second of this movie. There was not a single moment where I grinned or laughed or felt any sense of serotonin flowing through my body. Um, If anything, I was like a lifeless corpse watching this movie. I was rethinking my existence on this planet. I, um, I, I could not get behind anything that was ever happening. I was thinking about how bad America is. Um, I was thinking about how this was made in Bush's America. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hate movies. Um, I don't like movies. Um, I think this movie is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, because you just have to sit through it. And you can't laugh once. It is a bad movie full of incest jokes. And uh, uh, just shitty like poop jokes and, and, and like hey I, like poop pee like I like I'm not above it but like 
damn, Daniel. Like, back at it again with the bad jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, this movie sucks. Fuck it. I'm done. I hate it. Cool. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. So (laughs) that was, like... That was, like, basically, like, my most important takeaway from the movie is that they don't even make an effort to make you like any of these characters. If anything, it tries to make you not like them. Like, I don't know whose fucking idea that was. Like, they go out of their way to make sure, like, you hate these people. Like, they are both, like, irredeemably stupid and mean and ugly and everything. Yeah. And it sucks because it's like, why would you use Danny DeVito in that way? Yeah, I mean, I love Danny DeVito, obviously, but I can't even say like, oh, well, like he was trying. Like, I don't I mean, I, I mean, I get it, like every good actor is like phoning it in sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's using that paycheck. But like, I can't even say he was good in this movie. He, he like wasn't. Yeah. Um, so Matthew Broderick, like how you were like violent thoughts about him uh (laughs) to put it more lightly it really made me question like oh he's like probably not really a good actor um Um, do you ever feel that way i'm trying to remember everything he's been in like in his life um i think he's good in like there's a lot of movies that he is like legitimately good in like i think his performance in ferris bueller is like well, an all-time performance like does it, that it, count though because i feel like he's just like riding off of like being like a charming kid well i mean yeah but that's part of the performance it's like that's not an easy task like there are like have you watched like any netflix team movie where it's like the same thing but they're so bad at it that you just hate them True. Uh, ferris bueller is a very flawed character but he brings a lot of like charisma and depth to it that i don't think most actors can bring I'm yeah, not maybe maybe the filmmakers in Deck the Halls should take some fucking notes. <laughs> again, again, I'm not saying Matthew Broderick is above a bad performance. He's bad in this movie. I'm not saying he's not. Uh, I just don't think he's always a bad actor. I he, I think. I mean, I, I can't remember everything he's been in in the past like 20 years. Mm-hmm. But it feels like everything in the 2000s has been like, at least to my memory, at least, which is like this uh, tower heist. Um, uh, maybe literally just those two movies, <laughs> and both of those movies. Uh, Towers isn't a bad movie, but like I don't remember him being particularly good in that movie. To be fair to him and to give him a shot, I think I'll say his acting style is more theatrical than film. He's very like over exaggerated and like. He's, like, more suited to be, like, a voice actor and, like, a theater actor, I think. Yeah, I'm looking at his, uh, I forgot he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm -hmm. Um, Since 97, no divorce. Yeah, they're cute. Um, I was considering, like, they're going to be in, like, a play together on Broadway eventually in the next, like, year or so, hopefully. And I'm like, should I go see that? They're kind of charming. Yeah, I'm looking at his, like, uh, his resume at the moment. Uh, he. You're going over his resume. We're going to hire him. I do not remember this fucker in Manchester by the Sea. Uh, who was he in Manchester by the Sea? I... I've never seen that movie. Very good movie, but like. What the fuck? Like, I. There's no way he was in that movie. People are probably screaming at me right now. He's like, he was the dad. Or 
something. <laughs> I don't remember. Was he the dad that died in the movie? No, that's uh, fucking uh, daddy. What's his name? Kyle Chandler. Um, but no. So whatever. He apparently, he's in that movie. He's probably good in the movie. Uh, but yeah, I can't remember a performance I've liked since like War Games or Ferris Bueller or something. And also in this, he has most definitely like a yee-ass haircut. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that I mean that's the only part of the movie that I find relatable. Um, but <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, uh, he he does have a yee-ass haircut. I, I like that Danny DeVito's entire character is that he's a car salesman who a doesn't go to work ever, mm-hmm. and b can't sell cars. Except to the dealer. Like, the only time he sells the car is to the guy who owns the place. And I... Okay, that scene where he, like, sells the owner of the car shop his own car. Mm-hmm. I have never... I don't say never, but it's been a long time since I've seen a, like, a comedic scene completely, like, void of knowing how to deliver a punchline to an audience. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the entire joke is like, oh, he can't sell the car. Wait, that's the owner. Oh, he sold it. Like, there's no, like, you don't hear any of the joke. You don't even get inside to how he sells the car. And then the owner comes back and he's like, he, 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 he upsold me or something. And it's like, okay. And then, like, it just cuts away like you're supposed to laugh. I'm like, there's no joke there. There's nothing. Like, this yeah. movie has, like, an understanding of, like, how to cut away from a joke. But mm-hmm. it forgets the punchline. Always. Like, it never. <laughs> it's so weird. This is a fucking weird movie. You know what it feels or... like? It, it feels like a movie that was filmed in Canada. And it was a Canadian production, but it was somehow released in America. And it was like that weird, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like a Life with Derek type beat mm-hmm. where it's like it was made for like a more, I mean, I want to say neutered audience, but then again, you have the incest joke. So I don't even know. Yeah. So I was just going to say, so you brought up cutting away from a joke and you also brought up Life with Derek. So this is a perfect segue <laughs> to mm-hmm. a moment when they do not cut away from a joke and hold on to it way too long. Um, a joke that should not exist to begin with, um, when him and Danny DeVito decide to uh, catcall their daughters, not knowing that it's their daughters. Yeah. Um, and the joke goes on for, like, a solid, like, three minutes. Yeah, I mean, it, when that happened, I feel like, because I, you did tell me about, like, an incest joke, so I was kind of, like, waiting for it. Uh, and that's never a good thing to like wait for in a movie. Um, but <laughs> so when it happened, I was like, oh, I should not be surprised. It's not even not shocking. It's just like stupid. Like, it's just like, okay, like, like not to like gatekeep incest jokes or anything. <laughs> like, if you're, if you're going to like make an incest joke and like don't, but if you like have to, give it a punchline like give it some shock value give it something this is like the most neutered like if you're gonna write a joke like this why do it this way like why do it in a don't do it at all that's i'm not not wanting them to do it but i'm saying like if you're gonna make a joke that's for shock value why do you completely devoid it of any shock does that that make sense yeah there's also like no like stakes to it or anything like yeah, literally happens. after Nothing. it happens like yeah. they're just like oh that was weird yeah they pretend like it never happened and they it, go to like the church and clean their eyes with holy water and then nobody says anything yeah it was just 
stupid. And, like, the whole movie, it's, like, that's not the only, like, sexist, like, weird joke in the movie. Like, the entire movie, like, the the, the son is just, like, a horny little bastard who is, uh, like, the whole joke of him is, like, he, he's horny and uh, he likes boobs. And, like, I mean, hey, like, same, right? But, like, why is, like, every fucking scene is, like, him, like, gawking the mom or gawking the, like, the two sisters or something? Like, he even, like, fucking climbs the telephone pole. He's trying to be the lookout for his dad. He's, like, watching him have a pillow fight? Like, yeah. have you ever had a pillow fight in your life above the age of, like, 10? Like, violently. He's, but these girls are, like, 17, and they're, like, playfully having... No, they're fight. 15. They're supposed to be 15. I, these 35-year-old okay. women are 15 years My old. My apologies. I was not... No, I'm just saying, like... Deck the halls more, but... No, I'm, um, I'm just saying, like, it's all the more ridiculous right. that they are 15. Oh, which, yeah, I guess, is the joke. I, I mean... But it's, like, when the rest of the movie is that fucking, like, unfunny and, like, devoid of jokes, like, it doesn't even matter. Just make one thing make sense. Yeah, I mean, you even have, like, Alia Shawkat, who is, like, a proven uh, comedic, uh, like... Like, great, like Arrested Development, she's fantastic in that show. Uh, Search Party at the moment, she's fantastic in that show. Uh, she, she's a really good actress. But again, I mean, granted, she's like way younger in this movie than um, she's like in Search Party. But like, she's just given nothing to do. And she's like reduced like one incest joke in like nothing else. Like she's there to be the, like the daughter who is like there. Basically. Who's like, you can't date. <laughs> yeah, right? Like he doesn't even... They're both, like, the worst parents I've ever seen. And the wives... Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the archetype of, like... You have the main character who has the most neutral, nothing wife of all time. Like, she's just Mm -hmm. there, disapprove of certain things to voice her opinion when the scene calls for it. And then the opposing guy that the the one dad is feuding with, his wife is always way hotter than he is. And that's the joke. But then they never address it. Because it's not, it's like a joke, but it's not a joke. Like, how many times have you seen this fucking movie? Like, it's it, it's its own genre at this point. I'm I'm mad. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't even know, like, what to say. So, I'm, like, trying to think of even where to start. Yeah, so, like, the wives, like... I feel like especially the casting of them is, like, so, like, spot on for, like, the archetypes that they're trying to prove. Like, Chris and Chenoweth, obviously, this is the exact same role that she plays in RV, where it's, like, oh, she's the hot wife, but she's also super sweet and good-natured and, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen Davis, the, like, she always plays this role. But the only time that it works, which I know that we talked about it last week, the only time that it works is in Sex and the City. Yeah, because... I was going to say, because uh, the thing you said about Matthew Broderick, I'm like, is Kristen Davis like a good actress? And I was leaning towards no. But in Sex and the City, it works because she's balanced out by three other characters. Mm-hmm. And she actually, like, has, like, the narrative, like, focuses on her. Like, she's playing this character, but, like she actually has, like, autonomy and, like, like, a character. <laughs> I, I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen Sex in the City, so I can't comment on it, but... Well, you will soon. 
Um, oh, what the movie? Yeah. Cool. Great. Can't fucking wait. Um, but hey. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, Jeez. Okay. I mean, I. You know, what do I love more than sex? You know. The, the city, city, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Adam. Stop. Uh, no, um, I don't know. This <clears throat> It's funny because we always talk about like how when there's a good movie, we don't have to talk about. But then I was watching this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so bad, but not even like funny bad. Like it's not like, you know, like the room, like, ha ha, that's mm-hmm. bad. Like. You know, Lisa, like, ah, uh, ha, ha. But, like, this is bad. <laughs> this is so bad because it's so boring and, like, every directorial choice is weird. And the entire time I was like, what am I going to say on the pod? Because, like, it's awful. It's, like, a legitimate, if you're on, like, a 1 to 10 rating scale, it's a 0 for me. Like, mm-hmm. straight up. Like, I don't, there's, I have nothing nice to say about the movie. Like, oh, yeah, same. Jay, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And, I don't know. Like I, I, I want to find one positive about this movie because I, I have the mindset like that. Most movies have at least one good thing going for them, right? Like I don't think my, this one does. It doesn't. I, I looked. <laughs> I searched my soul. I tried to be a good person. This movie fucking sucks. Um, easily, unless I'm forgetting something really bad. The worst Christmas movie I've ever seen. It almost made me hate the holidays. <laughs> Like, <laughs> this movie fucking blows, dude. I, I Like, I don't keep repeating it, but I can't... Can you imagine seeing this in theaters with a kid? Like... No. I don't know... I don't know why or how I've watched this with family before. Like, this it, takes the whole thing of, like, oh, like, there are jokes for the adults, too. Like, but it's, like, no. Literally, this whole movie... Like... Yeah. This movie is for nobody, yeah, but who, it is highly inappropriate and you should never let a child see it. I literally like from the opening scene where that um that old lady is like, I look hot in the classes. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I, like I out loud like went Ugh. like I, <laughs> I just I knew what I was getting into from that moment. There's a weird um, I think maybe the worst joke in the entire movie, which is like saying something when you have that incest joke, mm-hmm. it's that uh, joke with the cop who, uh, yeah, he's like wearing a bra or something, and it's like it's a, it's a back brace, my like yeah, and then he like There's bends like... over, he's wearing a thong, and I'm like, what are we doing here? Like what like what what's the joke? Like yeah, there's like full on like transphobia in the movie, but it's like I feel like. It's, like, not even, like, a like a joke. Like, they just, like, present it to you. And, like, e- like how you were, like, there's not really punchlines. There aren't punchlines. They just present information to you and are just, like, do with this what you will. Yeah, it's so, like, that's, that's a great way to describe it. Like, that's, like, every joke in this movie. It's, like, yeah, you gotta just roll with it. Like, it's, like... <laughs> you're not laughing too fucking bad the first like choose your own adventure movie where it's like you have to like (laughs) you have to like decipher the jokes yourself as the movie is going on um i find it funny that like this kind of just copies the uh 
I mean, it's not like Christification was like the first movie that was about like have wanting like wanting to fulfill like that childhood fantasy of like having the brightest house in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But like Danny DeVito, like's character, he like takes it a step further where he not only wants to be the brightest like uh, house on the entire neighborhood, but he wants to like what get picked up by like a satellite or something like Google mm-hmm. Maps or whatever, and like. And, like, you get the most basic explanation for it. It's, like, something like his his childhood wasn't, like... He, like, feels invisible. Yeah, and... okay. So, in the most literal sense, he wants to be visible. Yeah, I was waiting for a short joke the entire movie, but they... Unless I missed it. I don't think they ever made one. No. Like, it felt like they were building up to it several times, but they never make it. Which, like... Okay, I guess. Like, I'm not upset about it, but it was weird how there was, like, this tension where they're about to be like, you're short. But then they just never, like, it almost feels like they they were about to say it, but they just never do. It's like, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying? Like, even in that, like, the first car sells thing, like, it, it feels like they're building up to, like, one of the guys, like, saying it, like, oh, didn't see you there. Yeah. Uh, like, then you think a short joke's coming from that, but nope, that's the end of the sentence. It's like, what? What are you doing? Like, yeah. Um, Isn't it? strange how so many like Christmas movies are just about like insecure masculinity I would say like yeah like <laughs> like a lot of them are yeah I, I think this one <clears throat> is the most like glaring example of that though because it kind of taps into like the absolute worst of like humanity and men <laughs> in general where it's like oh like I understand why women hate men you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, it, like, one of the funniest scenes to me in this movie wasn't even, like, a comedic scene. But, like, I laughed because I'm like, what is, like, what's the angle here, right? Where, <laughs> so, like, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, uh, Danny DeVito's character completely fucks over Matthew Broderick. Uh, he make, he forges his signature onto, like, uh, to lease a car, which is, like, totally illegal. Matthew Broderick, like, have him arrested if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, he completely fucks up the family's life by, like, having, like, the music and the lights blaring 24-7. And, uh, and then, like, just, like, a whole bunch of shit, right? Like, he, like, just every fucking thing that happens in this movie, Danny DeVito is equally complicit in as much as Matthew Broderick's character. Um, and then at the end, or towards the end, with that ice skating competition. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like that, the whole thing. And then he says like, you're invisible uh, to Danny DeVito. He's like, you're invisible. No one sees you. You just want to feel seen. And then yeah. everyone's like, oh, you jerk. Why'd you say that? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? This guy's a, like, Danny DeVito's a sociopath in this movie. Like, like I hate when Kristen uh, Davis, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Like, she's like shaking her head like, oh, like you jerk to Matthew Broderick. I'm like, I'm not saying he's, like, right or wrong, but, like, he's not incorrect. Like, he didn't do anything out of line. Like, the guy is ruining your life. Like, what? Like, you can't make him the sympathetic character, but also make him a flawed character at the same time. Like, he's yeah. a terrible character, but he's the guy that you're supposed to be sympathetic to. And then the movie has the gall, the absolute fucking audacity. I feel like I know exactly what you're going to say. I, I don't know if you do, but Maybe. The the ending of this movie. It yes, tries to yeah. go the Hallmark Christmas uh, ABC family ending. Yeah. And it's, fuck you guys. Like, absolutely go fuck yourselves. Like, so, like you just bend over and fuck yourself. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh my God. You, what? 
donkey shit jokes, incest shit, like all this shit, and then you end like that. Fuck you guys. Like fuck your families. Fuck you guys. Like fuck <laughs> everything you stand for. Fuck movies, dude. I hate it. This is our last podcast episode. <laughs> <I hate> movies. <laughs> this entire pod was this episode like 169 or something. Like it's taken all these episodes for me to come. Did I hit a button by accident? I have no clue. It's just like when you look down, that's when it stopped. That's very weird. Okay. Um, it's recording again. Hey, so uh the last recording stopped recording when Adam said that he hates movies and that um this is our last podcast episode, so maybe Skype is trying to tell us something. Yeah, that was very like that was very weirdly timed. <laughs> um anyway. So yeah, the ending of the movie I wrote as a note, like why did the town all come together for, like, this one man's ego? Like, this is literally just to, like, stroke his ego. Like, this is for nothing else. Yeah, and, like... like the town done? comes together. They don't know that he, like, stole the town Christmas tree. They don't know, like, anything about all the terrible things that he's done. And yet, like, nothing happens. Like, they're literally like, oh, we'll help you. Mm-hmm. We love your Christmas lights. Yeah, it, um stupid uh the whole movie's stupid uh that's my best it feels like very like guy who's never seen a movie before wrote a movie mm-hmm. or he only like watches movies on cable and like barely like yeah i, I would actually know let me do some research who the fuck wrote this movie because like there's no way he's like ever written a good movie before right like that's impossible right so like the vibe that <laughs> i get from this what there's three writers. That's why it is. Oh, okay. The vibe that I get from this is like somebody was like, let's make a Hallmark movie. And then they were like, no, like, let's make like a slapstick comedy. And then like there was like nepotism involved. And then they're like, oh, we accidentally got like a pretty famous cast for the year. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, how the I mean, movie was made. I'm not kidding. I have seen Hallmark movies that are better than this movie, like 110%. Mm-hmm. Um, there are three writers for this movie, uh, two of which Matt Corman and Chris Ord, which you cannot convince me are real people, because um, they have no pictures on IMDb or anything. Um, they both, this is their only writing credit, and they have no digital footprint otherwise. The, oh other, the third writer who has written other movies, can I please uh, list these movies? Mm-hmm. Rio, Santa mm-hmm. Claus 2, mm-hmm. Rio 2. Big Mama's House 1, 2, and 3, Agent Cody Banks 2, Destination London, and The Honeymooners. Um, and also, he has made Joseph Salamone's favorite movie of all time, uh, Surf's Up, which is actually pretty good. But, um, yeah, what a weird collection of movies. Yeah. I don't know. Just fuck this guy, dude. We're just going to really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Hey, friends. Do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Of course you do. That's why you listen to this podcast. It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies. So much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. 
From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, Zillennial Canon Award winner, I'll add that, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies By Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and shifts with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, because we love you and appreciate you, listeners can save 10% on their next order with code SUPERZILLENNIAL in all caps with no spaces at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Thank you so much, Super Yaki, for sponsoring this episode. Let's watch more movies, guys. Yeah, so I kind of want to go back to, like, the whole masculinity and Christmas movies thing. And I think, like, the biggest thing is, like, insecurity and fatherhood around Christmas. And I feel like it's weird that I feel like motherhood is never really, like, a big thing in Christmas movies. Am I wrong? Um, Watch Christmas Cranks. Okay. <laughs> That's my endorsement. That movie's kind of about that. So, um, yeah, go for it. Um, I, I can't think of another one where it's like... But no, I agree with you. Like, fatherhood, like... Like, the Santa Claus franchise. I keep bringing up Vacation, Christmas Vacation, but that one's, like, literally all about that, like... But it, that's, like, a good version of this movie, where, like, where that entire movie's Chevy Chase, like, trying to be... Like, just trying to do good around the holidays, despite his family being, like, neurotic, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, just, like, just weird characters. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, yeah, like, a lot of movies are like that. And I don't think I've ever seen a movie, like, this one, where it fails at a very simple trope. Like, it fa- like it, it's such a simple, like, point A to point B trope. And it's mm-hmm. actually, like, you know, it's, like, astounding, like, when a kindergartner, like, colors outside of a box. And it's, like, you fucking idiot. Like, what do you, like, it's, right. Like, just, color in the box um but they can't do it because they're stupid like that's how i feel about the director of this movie like he just couldn't hit the most obvious notes like you had to do the bare minimum here all you had to do was not fuck up and he like went out of his way to fuck up like this isn't even a proper abc family movie hell this isn't even like a fucking accurate 2 a.m fx has the movies movie this is a like this movie should live and die in a last call sale at a blockbuster that's closed in 2007. Like, that's where this movie lives and dies. This movie should not be remembered. We should not be covering this movie. Like, there is there is zero excuse for anyone to be talking about this movie past the year 2006. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I would not be surprised if Danny DeVito doesn't remember this movie. Like, I would not be surprised at all if half the cast were like, wait, what? I was in that? I (laughs) fuck movies dude yeah so uh I made a little list of some things in this movie that like are zillennial canon Mm -hmm. so we've covered this before but twins are definitely zillennial canon just twins in general um they're hot but like the trip of like hot teenage daughters of the son of the other family can gawk at. Yeah. Is a little canon. 
Um, Alia Shawkat playing a 15-year-old is a lineal canon. You know, she's like, what, 25 in this movie? Yeah, probably. Um, falling through the ice into freezing water is a lineal canon, definitely. Getting shitted on? Yeah, like falling into, like, doo-doo and then getting spit on by a camel is a lineal canon. Um... Having a daughter named Madison that's not allowed to date is Lenial Cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, using fireworks as weapons is Lenial Cannon. Um, yeah. And I think I think that's all I have for Lenial um, Trips. I got one. Uh, yeah. Having like literal one kid joke in the entire movie, which is the SpongeBob the SquarePants over. That way it can be like aired on a TV spot on Nickelodeon until I get kids to see it. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the theater, and there's, like, no jokes for them. And the parents are like, why did we pay to see this? And <laughs> that's Lenny O'Cannon. I can't tell you how many times I've seen in movies like that where there's, like, one family-oriented joke and TV spot. And then my mom took me, and she's like, why did you want to see this? Like, this is not for you. <laughs> like, I can only imagine how many families felt this way in December of 2006. Yeah, I feel like... Um... This should definitely be at least PG-13. Is it PG? Yeah. That's insane. No, there's no way. Like, <laughs> they're, like this movie is, like... I'm pretty sure. No, I mean, I believe you, but I'm saying, like, morally. Like, yeah. like it shouldn't be. Like... I have, like, um, I have nothing... Common Sense Media up. Oh, please. I would love to hear it. So... Finally, some, from, some truth. Some, some wisdom. Positive messages not present. Positive role models not present. Violence three out of five. Language three out of five. Sex not present. That is untrue. This is the most disgusting movie I've ever seen in my life. Common sense media. I usually stand you guys, but you gotta (laughs) you gotta you gotta revise your deck the halls. uh, Consumerism three out of five. Uh Parents need to know that kids may actually be the only ones interested in seeing this predictable, mean-spirited, slapstick-heavy Christmas movie. It's full with sexual innuendo, bad behavior, and grown-ups acting like kids, worse than kids, actually. With so many other better options out there, don't bother. Parents say, one star, not a family movie. This was degrading at worst, and pure drivel at best. Many sexual references, most not easily overlooked. Some examples are the kid ogling the neighbor's older daughters in skimpy clothing while they have a pillow fight, etc. A show at a type of Christmas fair with girls in skimpy outfits and fishnets dancing provocatively and the two main characters shouting out at them. A man saying the sheriff is a cross-dresser, then later actually seeing the bra and thong when he squats. A couple of things that would probably be over a small kid's head, but not a teenager's, are the reference to a pole in the bedroom. And the neighbor's wife grabbing her boobs and asking, is it me? After they hear a loud pop. I didn't get that. I thought that it was because her sweater was lit up. I don't even remember that joke, if I'm being real with you. (laughs) Not things I want my children to be exposed to. As for the below rating that simply tells people not to let their children see it, not to whine about it, that the point of this site, so parents can get facts and decide if they think things are appropriate for their family or not. So they're trying to fight with... um, yeah, with the other one, with another review on here. Deck the Halls is not so jolly. So this is censored out. While ass, which is a dot, uh, dash, dash, and damn, dash, dash, are considered mild, mild swears, they're still bad words. And there's the skimpy outfits. 
and the fact that a married man was accidentally flirting with his own daughter should raise some eyebrows. I really hated how the wives left the wives and children left their husbands to teach him a lesson about the true meaning of Christmas and later seemed to be unforgiving of their husbands until they saw the yard decorated for them. That definitely wasn't right. Watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer instead of this rather grinchy Yuletide tale. Stupid. Um, I, I wonder if that was LCJ's first review. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, because I remember, okay, another, I lied. A memory that I do have of this movie um, was, like, my friend, he went to, like, I remember he went out of state for, like, uh, the holidays 2006. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, he came back one year. Or he came back, like, in January, right? And then we all did, like, a present, well, not a presentation, but, like, we went around the class and we're like, what did you do for the holidays, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember he, like, gave us a review of this movie and was, like, it was kind of funny. Like, it was, like, he didn't give, like, any examples of, like, why it was funny, but he's just like, yeah, we saw it. It was kind of funny. Like, he just kept going, he just kept saying, like, over and over. He's like, yeah, we saw it together. My mom and my dad and my brother. And I was like, wow, I should see this movie. And <laughs> here we are. Like, almost, like, what, 20, I don't say 20 years later, but quite a bit of time later. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I've seen this fucking movie now. Yeah. Um, also, can I just say, yeah, I, I pay quite a bit of money for HBO Max per month, and I, I find it funny that I've watched two things since this last pay period, uh, Succession and Deck the Halls. Those are my two HBO Max watches. Well, and Curb Your Enthusiasm, so I guess three things. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's the trio, baby. Yeah. Um, referring back to the Common Sense Media um, review... So I have a note that's just like, I hate when I'm DJing my Christmas display and my wife just takes the kids away. That was fun. I actually kind of, I didn't think it was like funny in the movie, but I thought it was funny. It's funny because they play it dead seriously. He keeps (laughs) DJing outside and he's like, Tia, where are you going with the kids? I'm like still on the turntable. And I like how she drives away and he finishes the set, which like, honestly, respect. But like, it's... (laughs) It reminds me of like the me and my wife's funeral, me at the Spider-Man No Way Home premiere meme. Yeah, yeah. Like, me when my family's leaving, me when I'm doing DJ setups at my house. Um, yeah, I like how they do that thing twice, where the family like they have like the same trope for both families, like the, mm-hmm. like, the family like packing up and leaving, and then dad's like, "What did I do?" Like, you know, after he like blows up the house, what did I do wrong? There's like literally like gas in the house like poisoning the children it's like why are you leaving it's holidays like like what are you what are you talking about guy like this is a like safety hazard like your kids could fucking die my dude like what are you talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bad it's so bad this might be and, and i'm not trying to be hyperbolic here the worst movie we've ever covered i i think so i mean I, let me look back at the list but like I I really do think so. It might be, you know, it it's pretty fucking bad. Like, I think my favorite trope in like terrible movies like this is like the extras in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was like, imagine like how fun it would be to be like an extra in this movie and then like going to see it and it's just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> what have I like been involved in? 
Like, imagine being an extra in, like, the fair scene when, like, they're, like, yelling at their daughters on stage. Yeah. Um, bad. Can't imagine. Um, I'm, so I'm looking at the Zimbo Canyon list right now. I think this is probably definitely contention for the worst one that we've done. Because I can't quite, like, we've done bad movies before. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are, like, bad where I can watch them bad. Like, mm-hmm. Wild Hogs not a good movie, but, like, I can watch it. Wild Hogs is, like, ten times better than this movie. 120,000 billion percent better. Um, like, I didn't particularly like What a Girl Wants and, like, all that other bullshit you made me watch. But, like, like 27 Dresses, I would not call a good movie. Um, but would I watch it, like, if I could watch 27 Dresses um, 900 more times opposed to watching this one more time... I would choose 27 dresses. And that's saying something. Because <laughs> I didn't like that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, at one point in this movie, is, like, an edited-in commercial break. And I feel like that just, like, gives off the vibe of the movie. That's, that is weird. Like, I, I do wonder if it was, like, made for, like... Or, made for cable. Yeah. But it was released in theaters, like, fully. It was. Yeah, uh, that's the weird part where it, it doesn't feel like how would anyone pay like I don't know what the average ticket price was in like 2006, but like however much like eight it bucks. Was. Yeah, like who? That feels like too, honestly a dollar feels too much for this movie. You know, like I I cannot imagine. <laughs> I'm so anyone. fucking glad that I didn't have to rent this. Like, thank you to HBO. <laughs> if you had actually rented this, I would have like smacked your neck a little bit. Like, I would have just been like, "What are you doing here?" Um, this movie made 35 million domestically and 47 million worldwide. Uh, it made 12 million opening weekend, which let's see what it was going up against. It came out on Thanksgiving 2006. So it was on the second week of Happy Feet in Casino mm-hmm. Royale. And oh, Casino Royale, yeah. And like the third or fourth week of Santa Claus 3 and Flushed Away, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that might have been the weekend that I saw Happy Feet. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember, yeah, because I, I remember, I remember being, uh, my AMC that I went to as a kid, it was, like, in a mall, so, mm-hmm. like, I remember being in that, like, little poster area by the ticket booth, mm-hmm. and I was, like, running around in circles, like, looking at all the posters, and my mom's like, pick a movie, pick a movie, and I'm just like, uh, and I just saw, like, Deck the Halls, and I was like, <laughs> not that You one. were like, my future self is sending me a message right now, don't do it. <laughs> Minute they had a time machine. Don't see deck balls at your AMC <laughs> theater. It's just like you as like an old man like standing behind a pole and it's just like, listen, kid, I don't have much time. <laughs> <laughs> I I do find it funny that I watched like a lot of shit as a kid, like way like so many movies you haven't even heard of, right? That I bring mm-hmm. up to you sometimes and you're like, what the like what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um but I, this never once got in my uh in my vision like it, it never like once was consumed by me yeah and i feel like yeah there are a lot of movies that are like quote unquote like girl movies that i bring to the table that you're not familiar with or that you are familiar with but you just never like had a reason to watch exactly and i feel like this is the first time that like a shitty comedy movie is like my pick. yeah it's your, like, it feels like an adam movie doesn't it like yeah it <laughs> But it's not like I. It, it's I. I'm honestly above this movie, and I'm not above most things. Uh, I, I have pretty 
like I, I comedies are like my easiest like you know like you make me laugh like a few times and I give it a thumbs up you know what I'm saying like <laughs> studio no I'm serious like studio comedies have a very low bar for me where yeah. if you make me laugh consistently you could have like the sloppiest direction and editing and like questionable morals like whatever if you make me laugh cool you know what I mean like that's why I like I like the Hangover movies. Like I like shitty movies. Like I don't think Mike and David Wedding Dates is a good movie. But did I watch it on FX the other day for a second time? You bet your ass I did. <laughs> funny. Uh, like I have bad taste, but even I don't like this movie. <laughs> this is this honestly might be in contention. It, it might not be the worst comedy I've ever seen in my life, but it it's like seriously like, top bottom 10 contender you know what i mean like is it even a comedy i mean jokes are told (laughs) jokes are told um doesn't make it funny but it you know i think i'm gonna start ranking every zillino canon movie oh my god (laughs) and this will be like dead last (laughs) yeah uh kangaroo jack i can say is better than this movie do you agree Mm. oh come on I think they're, like, pretty much tied for me. Kangaroo Jack is, like, way better than this. I don't know. Kangaroo Jack at least has the scene where, like, he's fucking rapping. And it has Christopher Walken, like, hamming it up for no reason in a PG movie. Yeah. And, uh, you might have a point. It's a, I don't hate that movie. But, like, this movie? Bad. And I'm morally corrupt. And this movie is bad. Like, I have no soul. This is like, <laughs> even I am like, well, damn. You guys went there. Yeah. So um, happy holidays, folks. <laughs> we're trying to say. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't really know. Like, do you have any points specifically that you want to bring up? No, I I think I've covered it. I uh, it, it's bad. It's it's um. Oh, what about like the boner joke in the beginning? Oh, when he has the fucking robe on. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like it's like a non-joke. Like it's like it just happens, and you're like, okay, like. Yeah. I get boners too. Like whatever. Like cool. Like it's good to see movies with dick jokes. Like like. I don't know. It just—it's very jarring, like right out of the gate. I get. I mean, I wasn't even like—I I didn't feel anything towards that joke. I was just like, okay, like sure, like you know, like the entire time, it just felt like it, it felt like they were going for shock value, but the director and writers don't know how to like form a scene that properly like shocks or like subverts or does anything of like comedic or even theatrical value in the slightest mm-hmm. so you're just left with like attempts like this whole movie is filled of attempts it, it attempts of making you laugh feel things in any sort of way and it's okay one positive thing i could say about this movie mm-hmm. it's honestly kind of a feat to watch something fail literally every scene yeah like every scene it goes bad and you're just sitting there, you're like, wow, I suddenly I feel better about the shit I've made in the before. Like I like I know I can never make something that's worse than this. And in that respect, I'm glad it exists. I'm glad I've seen it. Because there's a new low 
there's a new, <laughs> there's a new like, well, no matter how bad of a day I have behind the camera, it won't be as bad as this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that I have to say is like, although it was probably the most forgettable part of the movie, like, because it is the most forgettable part of any movie that is like this, the score is like my least favorite thing of all time. When in like 2000s comedies and even some comedies now where like the score is like almost like cartoonish and like timed to like someone like turning their head and looking at something yeah you know um and that's like terrible and just like grating and annoying i know that's like almost like nitpicking at this point where it's like Honestly, at that point, it's like maybe the score is the only thing this movie has going for it. Yeah. Um, it, I, if I'm going to be honest, I don't even remember the score. I, I, I've i already forgotten a lot of this movie. And I watched it like, well, I, usually I watch movies in advance on the pod, um, like well in advance because I have a better memory than Kira. And it's not even a roast. It just is true. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I watched this like literally, uh, what, four hours ago? I took a nap mm-hmm. and then I woke up at like 6 p.m. And then I had dinner. And then I was like, I guess I have to watch this movie. And then, uh, <laughs> so like, I, I like it ended like maybe two hours ago. Yeah. I'm being completely honest. It. You know that I watch movies up until the last second before we record. Like, you fully could have texted me and been like, buddy, we need to cover something else. Yeah, right. No, I mean, I I mean, I don't know. I, I, I try to give back to the community, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... I <laughs> the community being me? Like... Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I... Because for some reason, I was like, oh, maybe she, like, loves this movie or something. Like... I, I literally know. have been saying to you, like, this is the most disgusting movie I've ever seen. Yeah? You, you like disgusting things sometimes, so how am I supposed to know? True, yeah. <laughs> I won't fight you on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is um, bad. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. It, uh, stupid. I'm um, sorry that we brought you guys such a downer for Christmas, but, like, they did that to us. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> so it's only fair that we return it back to you guys. Yeah. Movies are bad sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I don't know, is that it? So, what's up, Adam? Have you been? Um, you know, I saw Spider-Man. Same, uh, and that was great. shockingly, I loved it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sure it has, like, issues, and I'm sure film Twitter will talk about how it's gonna, like, kill cinema or something, uh, even though, uh, movies will always exist, and uh, film Twitter is mostly full of morons, but um, uh, I don't know. I thought it was like a perfect movie. I didn't really have any issues with it. Um, it actually made me cry like five times, and um, I don't know. I, I like seeing my little sp- uh, spider people in one movie, and it's cool. I was no, about to like be people. like, oh, it's a spoiler, but it's like if, if this comes out on Thursday, if you haven't seen it by now, like fuck off, like like <laughs> not even fuck off, but like if you haven't seen it by now, you probably don't really care about the spoilers but it's not like we're like what 
Tobey Maguire's in the movie, and I can say that. Like, no, it's, yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah, it's like, if you haven't seen it by now, like, that's Sean Yu, buddy. I'm sorry. Like, um, perfect movie. Uh, literal, like, if Deck the Halls was, like, the example of, like, what I feel like when... We should have just fucking continued Spider-Month and did Amazing Spider-Man 2 instead of this. Yeah, my hot take for that movie is that it's good. And then, like, <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home, like, is actually, like, validates that. And gives, like, the best scene ever to Andrew Garfield, where it's, like, an emotional payoff to Mason Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was like, damn, true. This just turned into a mini-spoiler review for uh, Spider-Man. Well, no we're Way. not saying what it is. Well, like, if you've seen it, you know what I'm fucking talking about. And I, like... Yeah. It's like a, it's a very like short scene, but I full on sobbed at that scene. Like I cried like a fucking baby. Um, I cried, yeah, five times in the movie. Um, there, I, I, I actually have like no issues with it. It, Is it fan service? Yeah. Is, um, like Force Awakens kind of an influence on it? Maybe. Yeah. Um, whatever. I don't care. Spider-Man's my favorite character in literally all of media. I have over 400 <laughs> Spider-Man comics in my room that I've collected my entire life. And uh, with all that being said, uh, it's a love letter to my favorite character of all time. And how could I not love it? So um, go see that and don't watch Jack the Halls. This <laughs> <laughs> this one yeah, support your uh, support your small filmmakers. Watch Spider-Man. <laughs> John Watt, savior of cinema, baby. Like. Uh, <laughs> Like fuck Sean Baker, fuck the fuck um fuck Guillermo del Toro, fuck um. No, but Nightmare Alley kind of slapped though. It was really good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I'm trying. Licorice Pizza is amazing. Uh, I, let's give recommendations for stuff to see in theaters. Um, yeah, Adam, Licorice what's your like top movies of the year? Let's um, like let's end this on a positive note. What are like your top movies of the year? Um, uh, Licorice Pizza. This is in no order. Uh, Licorice Pizza, uh, Worst Person in the World, which you cannot <laughs> see because I'm better than you. Uh, <laughs> Shut the fuck uh, up. <laughs> uh, come On, Come On. Yeah. Uh, Dune, Titan, uh, The Green Knight. Um, trying to think. Shiva Baby, I really liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. There's other movies too. Uh, Spencer was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Suicide Squad. Um, uh, 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 I don't know. Um, there's, there's, there's movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's. <laughs> there's I'm not even joking. Up until like last week, my top movie of the year was Barb and Star Go to Vista it's Del Mar. Great movie. It's a great fucking movie. If you want a good comedy that's like wacky and really goes there, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar is probably one of the like best movies i've seen this year i've been telling joey to watch it because i think he would love it if he uh gave it a shot but he just haven't he hasn't sat down for it yet yeah i'm just gonna like list the movies that adam didn't list wait can just say one more or like two more yeah uh coda i loved uh pig is a very like on like i thought it was gonna be like a b Mm-hmm. But not a B movie, but a, a B list movie. B movie. Uh, but it's actually like an emotional, cathartic, beautiful piece of cinema with Nicolas Cage's best performance in like 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Gotta say it. Love No Time to Die. Is that a. 
the old fuck is still doing it, and I, I love it. <laughs> the old fuck. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's yeah, so favorite, obviously my top two are licorice pizza. My top of the year is licorice pizza. Second one is Come On, Come On. Come On, Come On was, like, my favorite movie of the year until I saw Licorice Pizza the week after, and I was like, well, obviously, but they're both kind of tied for the top for me. Um, and that is definitely up there um, because I'm, like, uh, you know, like, just, like, just some just some girl, um, you know, uh, Bo Burnham's inside. Oh, I forgot to... For Wait, what? I said it's up there for me. Bo okay. Burnham. Why are you laughing? Because it's just like it's so fucking funny. It, I hate talking about it because I hate that it's like a meme almost. Bo Burnham. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw like discourse about it where it was like, "How dare a person with money make art?" And I'm like, "Buddy, I, I got news for you. Like, <laughs> I, got, I got some bad news." Um, no, that's also, I kind of forgot that was considered a movie, but that's... Yeah, I, I guess it's a movie, I don't know. I mean, like, I turned it on, like, late at night, being like, oh, cool, there's a new one-hour Bo Burnham stand-up special, and then it was, like, a feature film, and I just sat in front of my computer and watched it, like, so big on my screen in front of my face, and I was like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's, uh... But... It's pretty fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, Last Night in Soho kind of goes off. Uh, yeah, it, it goes off until a point. Um, but when it does go off, it goes off. Yeah, there's discourse there, but, like, honestly, pretty colors, great sound. <laughs> I don't think it's, like, for me, it's not even a discourse, it's just, like, I think the... It tries, it tries many different things, and most of it succeeds, and then there's a few things where it's just, like, what? But, you know. Yeah, it didn't even, like, offend me, like, the, if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. Um, but, like, it didn't even offend me, but it's just, like, oh, that's what you're doing, like, narratively? Okay, yeah. like go off i guess <laughs> yeah i'm gonna agree with you on shiva baby definitely a horror film um mm-hmm. for people who have anxiety that movie um inspired me like creatively like hardcore mm-hmm. like it reminded me of like stuff that i want to make that's like comedic but like blend genres into one thing like yeah. when Jack, Jack the Hulse has a bad score that movie has a great score yeah it perfectly utilizes music to its mm-hmm. uh suspense and in comedy too it's kind of brilliant yeah this was actually just put on HBO Max. If you don't want to watch Deck the Halls, um, watch Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street, an incredible documentary about the making of Sesame Street. Yeah, I, like that. Um, I don't know. Jungle Cruise was just a great time. I don't know how it'll be watching it at home, but that was like extremely fun to watch in a theater. Uh, Sparks Brothers, my boys. Uh, Adam makes fun of me for having a crush on them. I mean, I just make fun of you for, like, liking any man ever. Um, yeah, true. Um, Mitchells versus the Machines on Netflix. Good movie. Incredible animated film. Uh, some concert documentaries that I enjoyed. There was a great Billie Eilish documentary on Apple. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend that. And then sure, if sure. you're into some lads, uh, Oasis Nebworth 1996 was a great concert movie. I got a screener for that. I haven't watched it. But... Oh, it's so fun. It's great. Oh, I'm sure. I. You know what? This has been the year of the documentary, I feel like. I, I've seen like a very a lot of good docs. Like, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, In the Same Breath was really good. Um, uh, Summer of Soul, the Quest Love documentary was great. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the Billie Eilish one. That was great. Uh, Flea, which is like, it's like an animated documentary. Uh, this is about like an, uh, a guy who came here illegally in like I think the 80s 
in mm-hmm. the they, they, they animate over the documentary to like hide his identity basically and uh, oh wow it, it's it's a stunning movie like it, it made me cry it was beautiful i think it's going to theaters soon but it'll be on hulu like sometime it's a neon movie it's really good um mm-hmm. that's actually probably my favorite documentary of the year unless i'm like forgetting a really good one but Oh, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. An underrated of the year, uh, *Malignant*. That was probably oh. the most fun I've had watching Fuck a movie. Yeah. Do not look up anything about that movie and just watch it, please. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I made the bad mistake, like the big no-no, of yeah. uh, seeing that on HBO Max on my first viewing. Yeah. Although, like, it, it worked because I watched it like at 3 a.m. when it uploaded. Mm-hmm. I was in my dark room. I have a 4K TV. It looked nice. It was pitch mm-hmm. black. Like, I, I had a good experience with it the first time. I was, like, shouting in my room because mm-hmm. I, I fucking loved it. But I loved it so much that I was like, oh, I should have seen it in theaters. So I went back to see it in theaters uh, yeah. on my second viewing. And, uh, no, that is one of the best movies of the year. I, I it's almost so It's so funny. And, like, it is some of the best, like, What's reveals fun? and best horror I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, um, no, it, it's it's a it, it's kind of perfect. Like it's really great. Yeah, um, if you like um, if you like seeing like some good round cheeked up uh, like hot people, the new Conjuring movie's fun. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> I didn't really like it that much, but I uh, I mean they're hot. <laughs> no, they, I mean I'm. You know what? You got me. Um, yeah. yeah. What are your least favorite of the year? Um, I haven't seen, like, a lot that I hated this year, uh, mostly because I just don't, like, engage if I don't think I'm gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Um, a-, a few that come to mind, um, I saw, oh, the new Home Alone movie is awful. Um, That's the absolute bottom of my list this year. It might, it very well might be. Uh, I, I don't have an exact list, um, but it- it's pretty fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Hansen was obviously terrible. Oh, um, I wish I saw that. Oh my god. No, you don't. Um, I. <laughs> um, weirdly enough, Don't Breathe Two, a, mo- a sequel to a movie that I, uh, the first one I love. I think it's a great horror movie, and the second one is like, but the first movie was like innovative and cool and like a good like Final Girl type movie. Um, the movie, this movie, like literally like flips all those positives into negatives, and it's like mm-hmm. it's not about a Final Girl, and it's about like the villain and it's about it's just awful uh snake eyes was terrible for some reason like it didn't have to be but it just like went the extra amount to be bad mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh i'm trying to think um that mark Wahlberg movie that i watched on a screener infinite was like i wanted to actually kill myself during it mm-hmm. um i don't know tom and jerry was pretty bad um, did you watch uh he's all that uh no because i have a brain i don't know i I, (laughs) my bottom three are he's all that scary of 61st and home sweet home alone yeah i mean that's um only seen one of those and i'm proud about that um but i only watched 30 minutes of scary of 61st but i felt like i got enough um, um, I will say I was like looking forward to it just because like I didn't know who Dasha really was, and then I read up on all the controversy, and then I actually like read up on the movie a little bit, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to see this. Oh, it is legitimately like even beyond the creator and the subject matter, one of the most poorly made films of all time, and I think a lot of it also, um, 
contributed to it is all of the men on Letterboxd being like, eyes wide shut for millennials, like, you know, the, right. like those guys. Sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I haven't even seen, like, a frame from the movie. So I've, like, I know what it's about, like, vaguely, <laughs> but, like, I, I have not engaged otherwise. Yeah, um, I, I started watching it because I thought it would be, like, funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't even funny. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought it would be, like, bad funny, but it was not. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna watch it, so I'll take you up on steering away from it. Yeah. No, actually, my least favorite movie of 2021 is Deck of the Halls. <laughs> um, yeah. It just simply isn't enough to say it's yeah. the movie of 2006. Like, someone needs to, because justice still hasn't been found for it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening to our Christmas special. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, don't watch Check the Halls. Watch one of the movies we recommended. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there this year. And uh, I know we, we we always live in the year 2006, but sometimes it's good to come back to present day and look at some good movies sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really hope that it put you in the in the Christmas spirit. Me or the audience? The audience. And I was about to say, I'm like, if you're talking to me, it definitely did not. But uh, I, <laughs> um, I, I think I'm gonna make up for it this week and watch some like actual good Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. That I like, or, or even like movies that I like enjoy. Don't call them good, but like mm-hmm. I like, because uh, I, I want to feel like Christmas this year. I really do. And by golly, I'm gonna make some cookies and watch some movies. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Fucker. Uh, um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Um, my other podcast, the Aggressively Okay podcast. Um, I didn't have a clear ranking of my favorite movies of 2021 when Kira asked me, but that's because I'm currently constructing it for AOK's uh, end of the year episode this coming mm-hmm. week. So I gave you like a like an out of order version. But if you want to hear my ranked list i think it's going to be up around the same time as this episode so uh if, if for some reason you want to hear me talk more it's it's going to be up around the same time as this episode is uh and uh yeah yeah don't don't find me anywhere else i'll, I'll fucking fight if you do <laughs> send matthew broderick to adam's house so you could fight him i <laughs> try me um do it yeah, so we're actually going to be appearing on SeltzerCast um, for the last installment of the SeltzerCast surprise, Santa SeltzerCast surprise, something like that. Uh, Santa sent us a little gift, and we tried it on SeltzerCast, so that should be out next week. Adam just laughed on screen looking down at his phone, and I just got a notification saying Adam shared a tweet with you. You're going to be disappointed when you see what it is. I don't know why it it is, it is a monkey in an army uniform sitting at a desk, and it says, "What the fuck, <laughs> bro?" It's like what. It, and the like, name of the account is Harry Orangutan quote plain unquote. I think the funniest part is like the guys are behind him are just like nodding off, and he's like there like paying attention to class. Like he's in class. He's an like, army. He's, like, he's a anyway. war criminal. Um, anyway, anyway, so yeah, it should be out next week, the Seltzer Cast episode. Um, 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. You can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon, on Instagram at the Zillennial Canon. And we are preparing for next week our second annual Zillennial Canon Awards. So look forward to that. Adam is just, he looks distraught. Um, I, if it's like last year, I'm just like preparing for it. Um, hey, it was fun. No, it was fun. I'm just like, no, it, it'll be fun. So I have to watch New Year's Eve again, right? We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, and immediately after, um, I think we're going to try and do what we did last year. We're going to be taking votes um, mm-hmm. for the People's Choice Awards for Zillennial Canon. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the people sing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. That's, it. that's all I got. Uh, <laughs> well you all made it this far hope you have a very merry Christmas don't run into Matthew Broderick in an alley buying fireworks to try and burn down your house <laughs> yeah bye guys, oh, guys. <laughs>